Hey everybody, welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. My name is DJ Wooldridge and this is the show where we talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, entertainment news, uh, musicals, anything we like to talk about. And with me, as always, is the resplendent Roxy Stryer. Definitely the first time I've ever been called that. Wow, there's a first time for everything, DJ. I'm telling you, I've got a little sheet. Whenever I think of one, I'm like, boop, boop, boop. It goes in my little, boop, boop, running out of R words. Mm -hmm. I don't, it doesn't have to be R words. It's just, I'm a sucker for alliteration. I know, I know. Well, I mean, maybe the next one, maybe you just start calling me Stryer and then you, oh, yeah. Once we go through the S's, then we might just change my name altogether. We'll have to. That's the only solution. That's the only solution. I'll let you know if I come up with a better one, but for now, that's it. Uh, So, so, uh, do you feel particularly resplendent today? How'd you know? You look resplendent. How, how did you know, DJ? It's like you're in my head. I try. <laughs> I try. So uh, uh, I was just telling the people that are watching us live, and I'll tell you now at home what we're doing today. We're talking about movie musicals. We're talking about In the Heights. That released um, as of this recording, and so we're talk- excited to talk about that. We're going to be talking about what we're into and a bunch of other cool stuff. But you're like, wait, whoa, whoa. Did you just mention that you people are watching this live and they're in the chat? And yes, I did because you can watch live by going to patreon.com slash only stupid answers. So if you want these full discussions, the full OSA show, which is full two hours of content for your eyes and ears, you can do that at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. Um, also, if you just listen to the normal podcast, thank you, please share. Um, you can do that at uh, uh, Spotify and we can ask questions there. The question from last week's episode was, who would you haunt if you were a ghost? And William Niles Wilson said, Ted Cruz, no further explanation. Um, I see you. He'd be what? so confused. He would be so confused. Just, what? And he would just on? listen. He would just be happy to have a friend. Uh, oh, uh, Hasi Luski, and I and I feel pretty confidently I pronounced that incorrectly. And I do I do apologize. I'm so sorry. Um, I don't know. Probably my neighbors, but just in little mundane ways like rearranging their gardens. I think that's super cute. And then Stormy Woods says Republican politicians love the show guys just all of them just every single one Stormy, you got to get around Stormy, you'd be busy you got to get busy, around babe. well and i think yeah. a lot of that comes from our conversation about trying to like fucking um scrooge the situation where you're like mm-hmm. learn life lessons mm-hmm. i would like to say i totally agree with those statements uh off the top of my head i can think of a few uh, democratic politicians that would also could use some haunting i think politicians in general could just use a general sprinkling of hauntings <laughs> I have a really inappropriate question for you. Yes. Do you think that if you are a ghost and you and you have left a significant other on this planet, that when you are being a ghost, that you can have sex with your significant other? I mean, you know, we talked about I'm surprised that this didn't come up in our in our ghost conversation. But I do feel like do you have those same you don't have taste buds. You don't have nerve endings. Do you, uh, do you have the same? I don't know. But in case needs? you do, my suggestion to everybody now is to get pre-consent. Mm-hmm. To get, you know, like have the conversation now. Yeah. Have it now just in case. Just in case. Because what did we talk about? You don't know what you don't know. That's what we talked about in the last episode. You don't know what don't you don't know. know. It's just it's just to be on the safe side. Why not? I feel like we're cheating the system in the best of ways. I also don't think pre-consent exists yeah. because anybody's allowed to change their mind at any time. But True. better than no consent mm-hmm. with your 
white year widow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. I think it's a good um, start to the show today. I think um, uh, Ghostbusters, if I recall, has a. Uh, but maybe it was a dream. I don't know. There was a weird. I want to say there's a weird ghost sex scene in the original Ghostbusters. I don't remember. Well, you know, it's probably for the best. Let's. Well, maybe uh, ghosts gonna have only have sex with each other though. No. Or maybe, would, or maybe huh? they've transcended to something that's even beyond sex. Yeah, I like when I did ghost sex. I just went like this. <laughs> I don't know. Well, who knows what did. happens? Yeah, it's kind of what happens. The rules are the rules are different. Twist and shout kind Mm -hmm. of feels like it describes it best. (laughs) Twist and shout: How ghosts have sex. Public, uh, written by Roxy Stryer. Mm -hmm. Ghost sex. So yeah, so this week um, (laughs) uh, the question will be: What's your favorite musical or not? uh, Depending on what we talk about today, because I think the. I changed the question for last time, but hey, you know, whatever. Go take a look for it. If you're listening on Spider, go Spotify, go look for it. If you listen on iTunes, please give us a five-star review, um, and I will read whatever your five-star reviews, as long as it has those five stars. But like we do every week, we like to talk about what we're into, and, and Roxy, you're in, as always, you're into some, some pretty exciting things. Let's start off with shits. Creek. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Shits. Shit. Yeah, but I re- I realized when I had said that to you that I fucked that up because I was. <laughs> I'm realizing in this moment that I, what I obviously meant was Kim's convenience, and uh, right now I'm missing my CBC shows. But listen, Shits Creek, I can always rebinge. No, and the but, reason the but, reason I did that was actually because. Uh, not the reason I wrote that to you, but the reason I mixed them up this week is because have you been hearing all this Kim's convenience drama with Shits Creek? Not with Shit's Creek, but I have been hearing the Kim's Convenience drama and having somebody that hasn't watched the show it bums me out because it makes yeah, me kind of not okay. want to watch the show. <laughs> so I made you pull the wrong asset, but it actually kind of ties <laughs> into it. So what's going on with Shit's Creek and Kim's Convenience is that the cast of Kim's Convenience is talking about Shit's Creek um, and how much more support they got for their show and the reasons that kittens convenience cast thinks that schitt's creek got the much more support is it because the schitt's creek is an american show and the and 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 kim's convenience is a canadian show is that the reason no schitt's creek was um uh came over from canada also oh oh so that's not the reason they they were all i want to call it cdc but that's not right what then what what could possibly be the why would they get more support than kim's convenience yep so um DJ, I think it's because they are taller. Okay, okay, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, they. It, so they've been all. I've been so upset all week about this because mm-hmm. I love Shit's Creek and I love Kim's Convenience. But what Kim's Convenience is has been talking about with their fifth season dropping on Netflix is how much more how they think they would have done possibly as well as Shit's Creek if they had gotten the love and support that an all white cast got. And that is so fucking frustrating as a fan to watch, because I will say that I think Kim's convenience is just as good as Shit's Creek. And yeah. they're two of the best. I think you watched them both actually, DJ. Did I make that up? Did you? Yes, not see you did. I don't, I have not seen either yet. Wait, I'm working uh, on it. Wait, Why do you love Simu? You just like him? I'm just, I, he's Shang-Chi now. <laughs> he's I, like him, I'm yeah. like most Americans. He's Shang-Chi now. So now I'm paying attention. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been a bummer, and obviously I very closely follow everything that Simu Liu is talking about, and he yeah. had a whole Shits Creek thing. But um, so I, I, 
I led you astray, but I did just finish this most recent season of um, Kim's, Kim's Companion. Yeah, yeah. I did previously finish Schitt's Creek and do often re-binge it. And Kim's Convenience was really, really good this season. It was really, really excellent. Um, and I, I am kind of upset. I don't know how to talk about something that the cast so badly is slamming right now. Mm-hmm. That is so good. Yeah. And I'm almost like, should I not even be watching this? Like, yeah. I don't, it's, it's an uncomfortable feeling. It's yeah. an uncomfortable feeling. I couldn't help, but when I, when I was looking at the news, I couldn't help, but since you are watching it and I have not yet watched it, I couldn't help but thinking what your thoughts would be about this situation. Um, because it is sad. Cause at first I, I, the first signs of frustration I saw were seemingly you being frustrated that, um, season five was abruptly announced as the final season. And I guess yeah. not having watched it, the implications I got were that there were storylines and stuff set up. Things, things were not resolved. Um, and it's like, Oh, that's a bummer. And then kind of like seeing the, the, I think it's the actress that plays the mom and, and her issues that appear to have been throughout the show. Um, they, they're all talking about it. Yeah, DJ. That's a the bummer. Higher cast and about the creative team, not having, anybody of their background and and just not understanding and the lack of like support and positive treatment on set. So it's, it's just been a weird journey. It's kind of like when you're a star Wars fan and then John Boyega, but if everybody was doing what John yeah. Boyega was doing, which was like, I, I get that you guys love this thing and I totally think that's valid. However, yeah. behind the scenes and after like examining it, is this really worth your love kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. And so I'm feeling that right now. Uh, but I decided to binge it anyway. I do actually have one episode left um, that I'm trying to save. I do this with finales a lot when I don't want them to end where I'll like push it for a few weeks. Yeah. And and also knowing that this isn't really a finale because yeah. there is no, but in, in general, the chemistry on the show is so good. The jokes are so funny. The actors are so talented. I I love it. I yeah. love it. And it definitely deserved more support. And it is weird also watching the show now that um, Simu has been announced as Shang-Chi because it's just like you're watching, you know, when you're just watching a star in the making yeah, and it puts like a different viewing level or experience on it. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when these things go down. It's not the same thing as like what we've talked about before where like, somebody has been quote unquote canceled or a me too situation or a thing where it's like, eh, I don't really want to give my support to that. Cause it makes me feel whatever, but it is distracting. And I do feel uncomfortable watching it. And I'm also hypersensitive now. So I'm like trying to pick up on anything that might be yeah. foul play. And like, you shouldn't be watching a show in which that's what you're thinking about. Cause then like all of a sudden I'll miss something. I'm like, I have to rewind actually. Cause yeah. I was not paying attention to what I need to be paying attention to. So I really like Kim's convenience. I love Kim's convenience. I really like it this season. I love it this season. I really don't like what's going on behind the scenes. I'm not sure as a fan of all of these actors, how best to support. Is it better to support their show so they book more things? Is it better to not support their show so that kind of treatment's not allowed? Yeah. That. So is the solution that 
we have Dan Levy go to whoever made Shit's Creek and be like, listen, we want to do one more season of Shit's Creek. And surprise, it's actually a new season of Kim's Convenience. It's called Shit's Creek, but now the 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 is it the Kim family? The Kim family's here. And and now this is this is their final season where they get to wrap up stuff on the on Shit's Creek. I kind of feel like uh, that would be amazing, but I kind of feel like Dan Levy should say something. Yeah. Only because they're all of the direct comparisons are to this show. Yeah. The other show that's the same network that they do, uh, the uh, what the hell is it called? C- CBC. Do you know what sure. I'm talking? Canadian I, it, Broadcast it, yeah. Channel. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, but I keep calling it CDC, and <laughs> that's not. That's not that. You know, yeah, it's just not. There's another show that's one of my sh- favorite shows on TV. I don't know when it's coming back that they do. That's called Working Moms. Okay. And it is so fucking good. And that show doesn't get the same love either. I only bring that up to say that that is also a show about white people. So um, I don't know that CBC or whatever they're called knows how to give love and support to shows. And I do believe that Schitt's Creek only really got love when pop took it over and it became more americanized yeah uh, not the content but the whatever but i'm not in the i don't i'm not in the know so i don't yeah. actually fucking know what i'm talking and about. it's tough too and i you know i don't want to say i've not seen shit's creek i only know people say so many positive things about it but it is the guy that created it is the son of comedy royalty you know what i mean so it's like i remember when i was at totally. fantastic fest and i saw one of these these uh i was at a late night screening and it was this really like quirky, strange movie that was supposed to be like um, uh, basically like an anthology of different like VHS type gags or whatever. And I was like, wow, this is kind of inventive, kind of interesting. Susan Sarandon pops up in it. Tim Robbins pops up. I'm like, wild. And I was like, oh, man, but good job for this person doing that. And then I found out it was Susan Sarandon's kid. And that makes it like less impressive. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I were Susan yeah. Sarandon's kid, I could probably get a movie in a Fantastic Fest too. <laughs> Yeah, I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. And also, um, speaking of nepotism, not that it's helped this show because the show deserves so many more viewers, but to the other show that I was talking about, Working Moms, it's Catherine Reitman, who is um, right, whatever, Reitman. She's mm-hmm. also big, big celebrity parents and kids mm-hmm. and stuff. Too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, DJ, where is our nepotism? yeah we missed out we should have we missed out <laughs> we missed out it'd be nice it would it, listen it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt yeah but i will say though just in terms of content um or just in terms of like a enjoyable viewing experience if you loved kim's convenience previously you're gonna like this season if you like shows like Shit's creek you're probably gonna like kim's convenience because yeah. it's just like a family comedy that's like a, a little offbeat yeah well yeah, i will probably so it, check out both yeah. at some point um uh yeah 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 i will i mean even even with the controversy around kim's convenience you know it's still i still feel like it's better to support than not to support whatever i uh, think so too but who the fuck knows roxy are you caught up on superman and lois i am what it, we'll touch on it briefly because we got a lot to lot to go through this. Are week. you caught up? I am caught up. What do you? How do you? Was this the finale? No, I think I actually think we're oh. only like halfway through the season. <laughs> okay, I was like, this seems like a pretty big episode. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I'm caught up. I'm liking what they're doing. I I thought the I don't want to give too many spoilers, but like the the sickness premise this episode mm-hmm. was fascinating, especially during a time of COVID where I felt like nervous that they're in the same room. I'm like, mm-hmm. everybody masks. Yeah, masks, masks on. Quarantine. Don't let it spread. <laughs> like, they, when you go to the fortress, I'm like, good. We all should have gone to the fortress. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I thought that that was interesting. I'm actually back on to liking um, the kids, which no. they were annoying me for the second, and they're not annoying me again. I'm a little... I feel like I... Multiple episodes ago, I know they shifted Lana to being on our team. Mm-hmm. It felt like that shift happened very fast and very abruptly and very like, huh. Yeah. Um, and she's so full blown on our team now that I'm kind of just like, sup with that. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I really, I really like what they're doing with Morgan Edge. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it is the mo- most CWEDC part of the show, but mm-hmm. I like that. So yeah. I'm okay with it. And I, Lois has really grown on me. I was in a conversation with a friend this week who said that they really didn't like what Tyler Hecklin was doing. And I was like, wow, I could not disagree more. I think he's actually a phenomenal Superman. So that was the first time I had heard that. But to me, he's just been great. And I thought this episode was really good. Yeah, I agree with that. I think for me, I actually think Tyler Hecklin might be the highlight of the show as, as good as everything else is, I think. Oh, the the one that got me this week was um, his uh, when he came back home and he has a shirt off and he has the bruises from the bullets and his just kind of like he had this kind of like geeky annoyance with it. Like I was just doing my thing, and they, they shot me, and they, you know what I mean. I was like, yeah, I like I like that. Like Clark Kent isn't a costume he puts on. Superman's a dork. Like he's yeah. a, he's a dork, and just when he's a Superman, he's in Superman mode, and when he's in Clark Kent, he's in Clark Kent mode. But those are all part of the same continuity of a person, and I really feel that with Tyler Hecklin's performance. Like it's the same kind of like geeky dude, no matter if he's in the costume I'm or not. I'm with you. And I thought the bruises actually looked really good, which mm-hmm. I know that sounds bizarro, but yeah. I thought that whatever, whatever makeup, whatever, however they did that, I was like, well, that looks good. Yeah. And we I even had a, a chance to explore that. And the, so I don't think I'll do a spoiler since people are still catching up, but the reveal, um, Morgan Edge has a final line that I think, May possibly, and maybe I'm being naive. Um, that that implies a relationship with another character that I don't. I don't think that's what it's. I think he's just using it kind of like euphemistically. If that makes sense. Do you know what I'm talking about, Roxy? He says he calls somebody brother, and I think people are assume, taking that literally that he's that character's oh. brother. And I I think he's more talking about like. Oh, you think that that's that? Yeah, I don't. I some people are like he's literally this character's brother. And I'm like, I don't think that, that's the case. <laughs> oh, I took it that way. Yeah, I, well, maybe I'm wrong, I, but I, I feel like it's more like, hey, we're part of the same group. We're... I took it as actual brother. We'll see. We'll see. When that you, that would be wild. I mean, I guess it makes when you sense. We're talking about euphemistically. Yeah. Um, I was not. Uh, I forgot that you had just said Morgan Edge, and I was talking about the one part of the episode that actually bothered me was with Lois when she says to somebody mm-hmm. leave get out mm-hmm. and never come back here again mm-hmm. and I was like oh mm-hmm. that's the that's the CW talking yeah 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 
leave and never return. Never return. Uh, There's no way to repair this. It's like that line is the same to me as have a nice life. <laughs> you know, it's like the stuff that I really, truly used to say as a 13 year old. Yes. To my parents. Yes. Get out of my room and never enter it again. You're uh, you're kicked out of my room forever. Have a nice life. It's just the way she said it. I was like, <laughs> so uh, real quick, before we get into news, I want to talk to you. Um, before we move forward, I want to talk to you about Hellbent, hellbentcomicbook.com. It launches, if you're listening to this show on Monday, or it launches on Tuesday, June 15th, and you're going to want to be there during launch because uh, some of their tiers are discounted. There's specific rewards like a tarot card and other things that can, are available for every physical tier that are only available that day. Um, we've got amazing variant covers that if you go to hellbentcomicbook.com, uh, go to the campaign page, you'll be able to see these variant covers by Nicole Go and, uh, excuse me, Nicole Gu and Danny. Um, and I'm very excited uh, I'm just I'm just super excited about the comic. I've already done, I've started started doing stuff um, to promote it. You're going to start seeing me on a bunch of other shows, um, talking about it. Uh, please go if you're already supporting it. Please go tweet it out. Uh, get the get the word out there um, because I think this is a really kick ass, fun, exciting comic that's also inclusive and talking about important things. It's all the stuff I'd like to see in comics. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you liked, um, like I've been rereading Neil Gaiman's Sandman. If you like Sandman, if you like Preacher, if you like those old vertical comics that were like pushing boundaries, um, but also like uh, uh, allowing opportunities for characters and situations that other comics in the mainstream weren't really allowing. Um, if you're into that sort of thing, I, I think you'll really dig this comic. So please go to hellbentcomicbook.com. It is launching on June 15th. Be there at launch so you don't miss out on all the special launch things that we're doing. Um, and I'm just really excited to to get it out to you all, hellbentcomicbook.com. And for everybody that's already signed up to the pre-launch page, that's already supported, all of that stuff, I, I genuinely thank you so, so much for supporting it. Um, and I'm just excited to to share it with you all. So please, please, please go check that out. I just remembered that you sent me something that I have not looked at yet. And it just made me want to literally leave and go do that right now. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I totally, I totally get it. It's, it's not, uh, it was definitely not a, vi- a big, a big thing. Um, start in my emails. Yeah. This is the problem with being able to star things. You mm-hmm. tell yourself, I'll go back. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back. And, no. and if you don't know anything about it, also, if you go to hellbentcomicbook.com at the premiere, the, the launch video has a special uh, cameo from an uh, old SourceFed friend, friend of mine. So um, that should be a little bit fun for all you. Who all, is it? All you I, you, you got to go see. Mm. You got to go see. If you click that link I sent you, she'll know. Wouldn't it be funny if you're referring to Sam as an old source friend? It is not Sam. I, I will say that it is not Sam. It is not Sam. It's old friend of mine. Old from friend of mine from SourceFed. Uh, no, it is not. It is not Sam. But it should be fun. Um, that would be funny. Yeah, but also, uh, you know, stay tuned to uh, the Valley Cast. Uh, you might be seeing me pop up there, and so and a bunch of other some fun places. I'm going to be doing the the rounds with my friends and, and going out there and promoting it. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, and and again, I, I've said this before on other things, but if not for me, go support the comic for all the wonderful, amazing uh, people that, that created this comic with me. It really is a, a team project, um, a labor of love, and we're excited to share it with you all.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's get into our main topic for this week, which is movie musicals and specifically In the Heights. And while I have not seen In the Heights yet, I was waiting to watch it with my wife. Um, Roxy, you have seen it. Correct. It's so good, DJ. So let's let's go into uh, 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 let's go into that. We're gonna the Rotten Tomatoes right now for In the Heights as of this recording is ninety seven percent. Uh, lights, Whoa! Yeah, it's it's being really well received by critics. Lights up for In the Heights, a joyous celebration of heritage and community fueled by dazzling direction and sing-along songs. The synopsis is a film version of the Broadway musical in which Usnavi, a sympathetic New York winery owner, saves every penny every day as he imagines and sings about a better life. This is directed by John M. Chu, written by Chiara Allegria Hudas. I'm so sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly. And, of course, it's based on the musical by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And it's starring Anthony Ramos as Usnavi, Corey Hawkins, Leslie Grace, Melissa Barrera, Stephanie Beatriz from uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Lin-Manuel Miranda, of course, uh, Jimmy Smith's uh, Dasha Polenko, and Mark Antony. So before we get into our broader discussion of movie musicals, tell me what you thought about In the Heights, Roxy. God, it's so good, DJ. I This is one of those movies... I, I don't feel this often, but this is one of those movies where if you don't like it, it's a you problem. <laughs> There's something that happened to you or whatever. Like, I just can't imagine seeing this and feeling like you don't like it. The music is incredible. The story is phenomenal. They cast actual singers and dancers instead of just big actors who are A-list, who, who we have to auto-tune. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, so it all sounds wonderful it's very poignant to today but also does not hit you over the head with things it's upsetting at times it's inspirational times the love stories are great uh there's a big familial element to it it's a lot about friendship too the it's just really really fucking good it's really fucking good it's so good i i'm so excited for that because uh, my wife and i listen to in the heights uh pretty regularly and um, so I'm a big fan of the musical and like seeing the stuff for it, the cast for it. It's like, OK, so you got a very a bunch of very beautiful, talented people to be in this movie musical. Perfect. That's what you needed to do. Um, the idea of uh, John M. Chu uh, uh, directing it, um, I think, is, is a really good call. Because it was a good call. Because it he was did a really good call. He did Crazy Rich Asians, which while that's not a musical, it has a lot of that same the color, the energy. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Like it it has the same exuberance. And so like it just felt like it was all there. Um so I, I again ha- not having seen it, that I can't can't really go more into it. Um and we won't do spoilers even though obviously I've listened to the actual musical itself. Let's talk about musicals, Roxy. How do you feel about movie musicals they've been they they've kind of fallen out of popularity uh for a while but now it seems like they're getting a resurgence what makes you say they've fallen out of popularity 
Well, because back in the day, I want to say around the 50s and 60s, it was like a staple genre. Like it was one of the, it was it was the MCU of its day. No, but I mean, you know, it's it was like a big thing. And it was the MCU. For a while, it's, you know, it was like you'd get at a Chicago or you'd get a rent. Um, but it wasn't like every summer there was at least one big blockbuster musical, if not multiple big blockbuster musicals. You know what I mean? Um, I guess if you count the Disney Renaissance movie of like Beauty and the Beast, uh, Little Mermaid, stuff like that, those yeah. technically musicals. And their live actions are also, yeah. I mean, I feel like between like the ones that you just named, Chicago, Rent, Greatest Showman, Les Mis, Star is Born, Pitch Perfect. It depends on what you're calling a movie musical that has to be an ad- adaptation of a of a um, stage play or not. But La La Land, mm-hmm. all of the Disney ones that you just mentioned, including like um, Frozen, which was huge. Yeah. Uh, there's There's been a, uh, a ton and even smaller ones like one of my favorites the last five years sing street mm-hmm. i think that we've been hit with a uh, i think that it's been a consistent genre that maybe people have been sleeping on for a minute yeah. does that make sense yeah absolutely how do you feel about musicals I, i'm the reason i was just able to do that is because i'm fucking obsessed with musicals obviously you know like i i just am a big big i grew up on musicals um you know i grew up on the West Side Stories of the world, and not that there's more than one West Side Story, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound of Music, and you you know what I mean, like all of the classics. Um, and um, I am going to musicals. I was really, really in love with going with my mom, who loved musicals, to shows, and whether it was straight plays or musicals, I just loved performances, and then I loved the movies uh, versions of them. So I just I adore musicals in general. I think it's such an interesting way to tell stories. And I'm surprised actually that we don't have more musical adaptations of things the way that we get live action adaptations of things. Not that everything deserves a musical, but some things do. And it's kind of wild that we don't have more like Legally Blonde the musicals. Yeah, that for real. musical was hysterical. And so I do think that will be the next step of musicals is taking very popular franchises and being like, but what if... They sang and danced it. I don't know that that's a good step to take. I'm just surprised we haven't yet because mm-hmm. Hollywood. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, this is my this is one of my favorite genres. It also is because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like the way that they're doing, they break out of the song, and I'm so here for that. Uh, just because I think that that's the reason we're supposed to have art is to tell stories in ways that aren't necessarily the most realistic, but make you feel something and make you think about something. I have still a lot of favorite musicals that haven't even been done yet. I'm looking forward to a couple of these upcoming ones, but also like I love the musical Parade uh, as an excellent one. I mean, there's just so, so many musicals that are brilliant. I like the musical genre in, in a, not in the same way, but I, I like that. Like, I feel like the as mechanism for musicals is similar to action movies, a good action movie in that, the situation becomes so heightened. The feelings in the situation become so heightened. They in an action movie it erupts into action, a set piece like that. And in a musical, the emotions are so heightened that it erupts into song. And it 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 I've grown to I think as a kid, I would say that I didn't like musicals a lot, but I think as an adult, I've come to really appreciate what they're able to accomplish. And and I think about um like Baby Driver. I know people gave 
gave Baby Driver some heat because they're like, well, it's not realistic, like the way it plays out. It's like, yeah, it's a musical. Like, I know they're not mm-hmm. singing, but it it, the, it works. The internal logic of it works like a musical. Totally, DJ. And not to like, not that, that doesn't work for every type of movie, but like, you can't just like, paint over like plot holes because well it's a musical but like i think in that if you get if if your movie executes that internal logic well it works fine that does bring me to a question you just mentioned west side story correct me if i'm wrong steven spielberg speaking of upcoming musicals is doing an adaptation of west side story correct and that adaptation, Roxy's for the listeners at home. Roxy's nodding. Sorry, yes, yes, I'm nodding. Yeah, the, when, I, when I forget that it's the listeners, yes, yes, yes. yes. The, and that version of West Side Musical, West Side Story, West Side is Story. is starring Ansel Elgort from Baby Driver. Correct. Yes. Didn't didn't we get rid of him? What didn't didn't something bad happen with I him? Don't, I don't <laughs> actually know. I do remember what you're talking about, but I guess not. Yeah, because I remember I saw when I was researching this episode, I saw that and I was like, wait a second. I looked it up and the last thing I saw was like, nope, he said it didn't happen. I'm like, and we didn't follow up on that? Like, I feel like when other people are like, no, we're like, well, but wait a second. This one, we're like, oh, I guess not. I don't know. But they had already started filming DJ. Whoops. I don't know. Whoops. Yeah, I really don't know. Don't know what happened, man. So let's answer some uh, uh, point is I am also a fan of musicals. We got some question here from the discord. Did either I love musicals. (laughs) Did either of you have to do musicals as a kid? Were you a theater kid, Roxy? I was not. I did one stage play in high school, middle school. What was it? It was like a murder mystery thing. It was just stupid. Whatever. I think I was the dead person. I think it was under the table the whole time. Um, so that was good for me. That didn't require a lot for me. Were you a Were theater you kid? Did you what? Were you dead under the table? I think here's what I, it's a, the memory is is leaving me. But I want to say I was supposed to, to be dead. I was the one. I was the one. I was quote unquote murdered. But then the reveal is actually I've been alive the whole time. Mm. Um, oh, you're the, you're a plot twist. Yeah, I'm a plot. I was a I was a plot twist. So, um, job, were you a theater kid? Did you do any musicals in school? Yes, and yes, I was in an, a theater troupe called the Freelance Players. Love it. And we put on original musicals. We did two a year, and then on top of that, I would do like cabaret. But I am not the best singer, so. I I loved them more than I was capable of them. I think you know, anybody that's listening to your show or this show and heard you sing would disagree with you. Phenomenal. And uh, I, I, I can do, I can carry a tune and I've got like a raspy thing going on, but for musical theater where you have to like fucking belt it, this, this gal is not a belt it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I did do all theater all the time. And then I would audition for the musicals, but I did do at least two I did at least two musical shows, again, all original, mm-hmm. from the age of probably eight until the age of 14. Okay. So that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could sing you some of the original songs, DJ. Please. Just li- give us a chameleon, taste. The chameleon, he changes on the spot. First he's here, then he's not. The chameleon. <laughs> it's cool. a real song. So this is, this is off Broadway is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I mean, you picked up what I was putting down. Yeah, yeah, I got there. I got there. So you mentioned, um, sorry, I just, my brain shorted out for a second. What I mentioned. You mentioned earlier uh, that 
Um, you mentioned some musicals that I had not heard of. And Joey here in the chat says, are there any musicals you'd like to see adapted into a movie? I'm still holding out hope that Wicked and also Fun Home would get adapted into the movies. Are there musicals that have not yet been picked up to be made in the movies that you would like, you think would be good as a movie? My favorite musical ever the last five years was adapted into a movie. Have you heard of it? Which, what's the musical? The last five years. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I thought my favorite musical in the last five years. Okay. uh, No, no, no. I've not heard of it. So that was adapted. It actually is with Jeremy Jordan. Okay, um, cool. So that's how, that's how I knew who win was. Mm -hmm. Um, But the girl is much bigger. What the fuck is her name? It was adapted. Uh, The reason I'm bringing it up, even though the question was what wasn't adapted was that I didn't like their adaptation. I think that they should do it again. Uh, I think it's a much better play than Anna Kendrick is the girl's name. I forget. I forget her name sometimes. Uh, So I think that they should do that again. I do not think one of my favorite musicals has been adapted yet. It's called Parade. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it was a long time ago, but I don't think so. If it has been, I definitely have never heard of it. It's a Jason Robert Brown play. I love him. He also did the last five years. So I have a type. <laughs> he is, um, uh, it's about, um, a, the imprisonment and, um, I won't give away too much, but of a Jewish man and, um, the early 1900s is very, very good. And this is the last five years. No, that's parade. That's parade. Last, five, last five years is a love story. So last five years, I think it's one of the most accessible musicals ever because it's, there's only two actors in it. Mm. And one of them's moving forward while the other is moving backwards, telling a five year love story Okay, of the two of them. So it's really simple and beautiful. And the music is really powerful. DJ, I actually think that you would probably like the um, really the the music is incredible. It's cool. incredible. But listen uh, to the music. It, don't watch the movie adaptation. You can watch the movie adaptation, but I listen to the music first because I think that Anna Kendrick was miscast in this. Okay. Uh, and so you got to put butts in was, them seats. You got to get a name that puts butts in the seats. Well, DJ, you never heard of it. So did it work? They didn't. They did. They <laughs> did not. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with casting somebody you hope puts butts in the seats and then stills never heard of so that um so those are a couple i could definitely think of more because i i love the genre i'll keep you guys posted if i come up with another musical there's a lot of straight plays that i would love to see adapted into movies um had a gobbler because i want to play her do it i don't know what that is you're you're clearly more plugged into the theater scene than i am I yeah, I actually really, really don't ever talk about this stuff. But I love theater. I love theater. So that leads me to to a question I have. So when it comes to when, when how how do you go about like were you able to see these shows live? How do you go about like finding this stuff so that you can watch it? So you know things like Legally Blonde the musical. Uh, MTV ran that at some point I remember and I taped it and then watched it over and over and over again uh, I lived three and a half hours from New York City so I went and saw August Osage County, Equus, these are plays not musicals but I yeah. did see Wicked Is um, Equus where I you would... see uh, uh, Daniel Reco's penis? Is that oui, oui. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool <laughs> Yeah, totally 
Um, so that my grandma took me to London when I was 12 and I saw Chicago with David Hasselhoff. Wow. That was really cool. We had a really massive theater scene in Boston where you'd go to the red light district and, um, which was right next to the theater district. And, uh, I saw mama Mia like 15 times there, beauty and the beast, the lion King. It's a really, really expensive hobby to have. I was incredibly lucky that my mom was as into it as I was, because this would be like our big once a year, go to see a play thing, um, which, which was really like looking back on those experiences was really lucky. We also, I would go to every high school show. We had two high schools. They would usually do about, five different musicals a year between the two and my mom would take me to cool. the high school musicals which were free i think they were like five dollars or sometimes free depending on which season they were and the, just at my public school so i got to know a lot of these and then any of the movies we would watch them anything that was a movie growing up we would watch any of the movie musicals so that's how it was accessible to me but i will say that when you don't grow up with musicals, it is hard to kind of pick up the genre and it's hard to grow up with musicals because it's a fucking expensive, it's an expensive ass hobby. Yeah. I remember there was a big conversation with um, Hamilton being released on Disney plus is that it gave an opportunity for people that would not have been able to um, afford it. I know, you know, my wife and I had gotten tickets to go see it here and then uh, the pandemic happened. And so that, that went away. Um, unfortunately were you guys fully refunded or did they try to push it to a different time or how they, did that we work? we pushed it I, I i we pushed it twice and then the third time we needed to push it i was like i think i'm done playing this game i think i think I'm they just, fully refunded. yeah they fully refunded the one that they wouldn't we paid the extra thing for the parking the little uh, par- parking to have you know not have to get parking and that That's, didn't get refunded anyway That's and yeah, and I think that was the reason, like about the third time I had to pay that charge. I was like, yeah, I think I've played this game for about as long as I am willing to. As long as I'm willing to, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, and my my dad worked in, when he was in high school, and I think early college, worked in musical theater a lot. Did a lot of like local productions and stuff like that. So I have a lot of appreciation for the form, although growing up in Florida. What did he do? Uh, he was a behind the scenes guy. He did the, he, I want to say he did primarily um, the lighting. And stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. And so, but I go on before, there wasn't a huge opportunity, or at least didn't, maybe I just didn't have the interest to pursue it. There wasn't a huge opportunity to see that stuff. Now it's a little bit easier out here in LA. As far as stuff I'd like to see adapted, I said that strangely. Um, Ad- adapt. Adapted. Um, uh, Book of Mormon, I think would be really cool. Uh, I really like that one a lot. Absolutely. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I, I oh, you know what would be good? Are they? Is there an adaptation of Spring Awakening coming or coming? If not, that would be a really good one to have, adapt. Have they not done Spring Awakening? I feel like I've heard of it, which means it's been made into a movie. Maybe they did, and I missed the. I, I feel like I heard that they were going to do it, but I don't think that it's. Oh yeah, they um, it's it's in pre-production. With uh, the girl that plays um, Moana. Oh, cool. She's really talented. Um, yeah. Kayla Marie in the chat says, that's why I got a job in industry, LOL, because it is expensive. She also had a question in the Discord. What is your favorite movie musical? Hers is Sound of Music. Favorite movie musical, I think, is West Side Story. It's yeah. really hard to say because obviously looking back, 
nothing that was done at that time is flawless. Um, <laughs> yes. Casting of white people and more white people that are not white. Yeah. Um, what I, you know, they just, there's certain mistakes, but I do think that that's probably my favorite. And of a more recent times, I think Chicago. Cool. For me, it's uh, Singing in the Rain. I have a lot Singer of love for it. So good. Yeah, I love Singing in the Rain. Um, Do you remember the first time you watched it? Young, very young. It was. It was. Uh, um, so not really. Um, but but it was definitely something my parents uh, exposed me to. Um, That's cool. Did yeah. you like? The, do you like dancing? Do you like watching dancing? Yeah, I find it very, especially tap. Um, I find it very um, impressive, and it's and it's a it's a, it's something that you have to have a, put a specific sh- filming it. Um, takes a specific um, type of eye because a lot of modern movies and shows like to do a lot of cutting around and you're like, no, the effect is the what this person's doing. And so you need to be able to convey, and, and I go back to it, it's a lot like shooting an action sequence, that you want to convey the the impressiveness of the stunt or the dance in this case, as opposed to how cool your camera tricks are. Nobody gives a shit about your fucking camera tricks in this moment. They care about the dancing. And since I'm not able to see it, obviously this would be more impactful live, but I'm not seeing it live. So try and recreate that experience, that energy as best you can, which is tricky. Um, and it was something they were really good at back in the in the heyday of movie musicals, understanding that the performance is key. And I, I just think uh, a lot of directors now come at it like it's a music video, and it's like, that's not what this is. Uh, so stop it. Just cut it out. Uh, to the point where even if you compare something like the recent Mary Poppins movie to the original Mary <laughs> Poppins movie and the way they're directed. Um, Such a hard time with that one. Yeah. I love the original Mary Poppins, and the new one was like, so hard to get through for me. Yeah, and oh, because at the root of it, DJ, it was boring. <laughs> My that is the last thing a musical should be. Yes, you you might be overwhelmed. It might be unrealistic. You know, of all the critiques for a musical that somebody can give, I understand a lot of those. The last one that a musical should be is boring. You've got singing and dancing and acting. It's supposed to be the triple threat of things. So if it's boring, woo, oh baby, you fucked up. My f- fondest memory of the Mary Poppins remake is I remember watching it. I can't remember the context in which I think I might have seen it with my family. But there's that really strange scene at the end where they're all like flying away with the balloons. And for some reason in my head, I it felt like it was building this moment that I knew wasn't coming, but it felt it felt like like the balloon pop and people would just start falling from the sky. And I was like, I wonder if you could, wishful thinking, DJ. I, I wonder if you could ever do a movie that would let you do that, where the whole movie is like this PG family friendly romp or whatever. And then at the end, suddenly it becomes like really dark and violent and scary. And it's like that. It, anyway, it was an interesting thought experiment that for some reason, that's what I remember most uh, from the new Mary Poppins, but the original Mary Poppins, was one I remember not really caring about as a kid, but I rewatched as an adult, and I was like, "Oh, actually, this is excellent! Like, this is really good." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last yeah. question before we wrap up on this, and this is specifically for you, Roxy, since you've seen it. This is from Maggie Whitmer. What was your favorite musical number from the movie um, in the Heights? Hers was ninety six thousand. Yeah, I think that it's a really good choice because I don't want to give anything away, but. Do you mean, does she just mean musical number in general or the way they did it in the movie, do you think? I think in the movie, specifically yeah, in the so movie. The reason that one might be the winner is just because 
I don't understand. Like, it was so cool. The I'm going to use the word graphics, but I don't even know if that's the right the, the, the imagery they used in this. The the way that they did it with for anybody who has seen it, the I guess I'll just describe it as like white thing. Okay. I don't know even know how to describe what, but it was really fucking cool and the movement in it. Um, I love a follow shot like that. And uh, like, it's just, uh, there's so many things that, that hit right, but I need to live with, I need to see the second time and live with it longer to know what's my absolute favorite because this kind of stuff changes for me all the time. Like with rent um, the first time is out tonight. And then like that, now that's not a top three for me. And then it goes in rotation. So I feel like with this right now, that was the most impressive first one, but then also the what song is it at the pool um that we get the kid i don't want to give more i forget what song it is but that the not the actual song but the visuals that went with that i was like holy fuck how did yeah. you do this cool um there's a lot of a lot of really great ones though yeah. i'm so excited to watch it watch it me and my wife are actually going to watch it tonight we're very it's going to be a little day night it's going to be fun we're looking forward to it oh that's so exciting yeah i'm I'm really looking for this is one i've been excited for um, me after i want to know what you think i will i will yeah I'm, I'm super excited to check it out um but yeah so that's that is it for our discussion today um uh, let us know in uh, on twitter what your favorite musical is tweet us uh, with a question on spotify let us know what your favorite yeah. musical is I have one more thing that I want to say. Please do. Um, DJ, as Leonard came in the chat says, is it bad if I say high school musical? I've also had little exposure to musicals. And I just want to say absolutely not. Anybody who's like a musical elitist or snobbist is a fucking tool bag, in my opinion. Like mm -hmm. the whole point is that it's something for everybody. And so if you love high school musical, that's awesome. Yeah. There no nobody gets to say which musicals are the best musicals. Yeah. It's just it's supposed to be an expression of your insides in the weirdest of ways coming out through song and dance and stuff. So I know I see a lot of musicals getting a lot of heat all the time like oh that's not a real music they're all real musicals if it's a movie in which people are singing and dancing to express their thoughts and emotions it's a musical it's why i love glee mm -hmm. is it the best made show ever no but it's a musical tv show so i'm down yeah. like so anyway leonard kim i think that's great and go on with your bad self and your high school musical self absolutely i love it i love it roxy where can people find you what the, what should they be looking out for Everywhere at Roxy Stryer, uh, this Sunday for the World Girls, we are doing something bizarre. It is going to be 30 days until I turn 30. So nice. we are having you guys help me put together a list of the 30 things that I need to do in the 30 days before I turn 30. Love so it. it is going to be a bizarre episode where you guys will be the ones who tell me what I'm the next month of my life is going to look like. So make sure you join us uh, on youtube.com slash the world girls. Also, theworldgirls.com if you want any of our sick-ass merch that we dropped. And every day live at the Roxy, youtube.com slash Roxy Stryer. Just in case you're feeling a little lonely, I'm there. Go there. Go check it out. Wonderful stuff. All of it. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. Um, you can find the show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter. You ain't got the battles from stupid. Please, 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 please go to hellbentcomicbook.com. You're going to love this comic. Um, and it... it the Kickstarter launches Tuesday, June 15th. And we've got some special stuff at launch. So don't miss out on that. Um, 
And I want to thank you all uh, for everything, all the time, forever and ever. And we'll see you all next week. Bye, everybody.